0: Season 2 of the JKR Podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shrigland and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor.
1: Kayak Cairn Outfitters, proud sponsor of the JKR Podcast and amateur sports everywhere. The hip... Look, drip when you wear our shit.
0: Hell on, bitches. What's up, everybody? My name is Jay Strigling, and I am the host of the JKR Podcast. Today is episode number two of season two. It is also day number two of opening weekend. Had Max Clark on here yesterday, had a great interview. Um, Today's episode sponsor is Kayak Karen. Today, we've got Alabama baseball commit, class of 2022, and MLB draft prospect Walter Ford on the show. Walter's a two-way player who just recently reclassified from 2023 to 2022 to enter the draft one year earlier. Um, Today, we dig in a little bit into his high school experience, switching from one high school to the other. Um, His 2021 summer where he completely dominated the older age group. Um, his reclassification from 2023 to 2022, um, just his development overall and what he expects to develop before he um, enters the next level, um, just the recruiting process. Also dig in a little bit into his MLB draft and his draft advisor, um, the guy he's, guy he's had for over two years now. Um, so let's just dig into the interview. And welcome back to the JKR podcast. Today I've got Walter Ford, 2022 MLB draft prospect, Alabama baseball commit. He's on the show. Walter, how you doing?
1: I'm doing good. How about you?
0: Doing all right. So for those who don't know you, Walter, uh, what would you like them to know?
1: Well, of course, like you said, of course, I'm a draft prospect, committed to Alabama. Love to play the game of baseball, and you know, just kind of having fun, and then just being successful at it.
0: Yeah. So before we dig into your baseball career, it looks like you got a haircut. Is that true?
1: Yes, I completely got a haircut, shaved it off on the sides. I went well, I think it was kinda of one of those things that was going in my senior year and I would decide, you know, I'm gonna change it up a little bit for the for the one final ride.
0: Yeah. So you had that flow going for a while, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I did. I think it was uh I think about two years in growth or one yeah. year.
0: So What what was the read you just did it just for the heck of it? You didn't really have any Yeah. yeah. Just for the
1: final grow back.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, digging into your career though, um, I saw you went to two high schools. So um, was that that's true? Correct. I was listening to some interview about it. So, burned yeah, so
1: uh, off, at, and I, one of those things, uh, dad got a job offer up in up in Bama. Of course, Hoover's a great program, great coach, uh, Coach Mosley up there. So it was one of those things. We uh, moved into Hoover and I kind of got in Hoover, and then ended up making a great state run uh, my sophomore year. And then it was one of those things that when I decided to age up. I actually had to kind of go back to Florida for schooling reasons. And it was one of those things, we were like, well, we were, we were at pace when we began, began my freshman year before COVID. And we were kind of like, well, you know, it's kind of home for us. You know, it was a no-brainer to kind of go back. So it was one of those things, kind of finishing out my, my senior year there.
0: Okay, so you, so you played your freshman year, and then you, so your sophomore year was when you switched to a different high school, correct?
1: Yes, I think I played, of course, there was, of course there was like three weeks in the, in the freshman year because of COVID. But it was one of those things I played three games with Pace, moved in the middle of it, and then played, like, one game with Hoover. And then COVID shut everything down, and then I continued my sophomore year with Hoover.
0: Okay, so that COVID year, you guys were already playing ball. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think
1: we only had three weeks in it.
0: Okay, yeah, that's a lot different than here in Indiana. Indiana, we were like – we had our first practice, and we got shut down, but.
1: Cool. <laughs> yeah, I kept us going for as long as possible. And then it was, like, one of those things, school shut down. So, I mean, they kind of had to shut down baseball yeah. with it.
0: Yeah. What were some of those big differences you saw in between the two high schools, like just in terms of coaching wise and just overall?
1: I think it's, it's crazy. The the big change is kind of it just Alabama in general. It's just like light years ahead of Florida, like from high school sports and anywhere from football to baseball. But I mean, it was one of those things. It was a big change. It was kind of one of those things. It's like I'm trying to compare the two. It's like you're. Florida is like your regular high school, you don't feel like, and then Alabama high school is kind of like you want. Like kind of just the, the funding it gets and then kind of just like the – I guess kind of the efforts put into it. I mean, those are the things I went from, I think,
0: two coaches
1: to, to five when oh. I moved to.
0: That's crazy to think about because here living up north, I feel like I always hear nothing about Florida baseball, Florida football. It's crazy to think Alabama's that much far ahead. Yeah, just- I
1: think it's one of those things. It's like just kind of Florida's behind. Um, of course, they still got great programs and like that, but it's, I mean, it's like the the fundings there. The fundings different. I mean, it's like Hoover. We had like indoor facilities and everything like that. In Florida, we were lucky to get a baseball field. It felt like
0: wow. So um, when you're in different, when you, when you change states, did you change travel ball teams at all?
1: Uh, no, I kind of. Of course, I kind of bounced around travel ball teams growing up. I mean, it was one of those things I wanted to play every week. So yeah. I mean, week. No, so I mean, jump and bouncing around. But my main, I I'd say my main. Main travel team I always played with was East Cobb. And, of course, that really didn't change. Actually, I kind of moved closer to them. Um, so, I mean, it was one of those things throughout the years. East Cobb was kind of like the main I always went back to. Um So, it was kind of one of the things I actually moved closer when I moved to, to Alabama.
0: Yeah. So, East Cobb, that's located in Atlanta, right? Yes. Okay. So, what all, what all different teams have you played for?
1: Let's see. Of course, I guess the main ones I can jump out of is, uh of course, I played with East Cobb. Um, I think I played like one or two with kangaroo Court. Um, let's see what else am i trying to think of. I played with the Sticks this year. Uh, the Arkansas Sticks played played a couple tournaments with them. Um, a handful of local teams. Um, of course, I would name them off, and not yeah. really, no one, and them. But I'm trying to think like the the renowned like kind of, uh, of teams. I can't really think, but I know there was a couple there. Um, gosh, it's been a it's been a long
0: yeah. career. I'm sure. I'm sure. So when you're playing for a team like the Arkansas Sticks that live that like they're based so far away from you, do you really all you're doing is just playing with them on the weekends? You, you don't have any practices with them at all, right?
1: No, no, I kind of kind of practice on my own, or practice with the with the local team is one of the things. If I wanted like to get team reps, um, of course I'd kind of pra- work in with the like the academy kind of down the street or anything like yeah. that. But you kind know, of just jumping in and playing with them for any like the the East Cobbs or the the Arkansas Sticks or anything like that.
0: Yeah, so have you – are most of your tournaments, are they down in the, south, like, southeast Atlanta area, Alabama, or do you ever go to, like, California, um, other places like that?
1: A couple of showcases t- took me to California and kind of up up there. But if it was uh, kind of with a team, I think I ventured out to – I think the farthest I ventured to was um, probably Cary, the the USA complex up in Cary. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, your Tampa tournaments and your Miami, Fur Myers, all the South Florida – it would probably have to be South Florida or Kerry, or the, were the two big ones I traveled to for, for the team.
0: Yeah. Have you ever played against the Indiana Bulls with Max Clark?
1: I uh, have not. Of course, no. I've played in the same just being a matchup with him. Um, but I have played with Max Clark throughout, okay. like, showcases and things.
0: Like okay. So, never, like, on a team or just, like, the showcases where it's, like, individual stuff?
1: Uh, it was actually a little, uh, actually, Matt USA. So, it was, like, kind of like a – it was, like, a showcase, but it was, like, we played on teams. Um. That was one of the things like if it were like a, I I think we ended up playing together and then we played against each other as well. Um, but nothing like really kind of I never really played the Inanabulls with a certain team. Yeah. Uh, just, I mean, I, but I, mean, I never matched up with them.
0: Yeah. So um in the 2023 class that you were before you reclassified, who were some of those top those top guys that you faced?
1: Uh let's see, of course I faced uh Walker Jenkins is one, uh Blake Mitchell, uh Max Clark, definitely. Um, let's see, who else? Uh, I faced Braden Holcomb as well. Uh, of course, I actually, I grew up with him uh, back when we were 12U. He uh, was kind of one of the local teams. Up, Me and him actually put on, like, the same local team. And, of course, he ended up moving uh, to South Florida. Of course, that kind of changed everything. But um, let's see, what else? I'm trying to think. I, I can't think of it very much.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, so, let's say um, you had a live AB with Max Clark right now. How would, you, how would you go about it? What would you start them off with?
1: Uh, I remember they actually actually had a lot of A-B. It was actually one of my last times ever throwing a 23. So, Max Cartwood actually was the the line the leadoff for it. Uh, I started off with two sliders, and, of course, I went hard in on the fastball. Um, so, I probably tried to do something similar. Um, of course, I, the game plan worked. Uh, it was one of those things. Kind of started them off aggressively with a slider. It wasn't like I was trying to get around them with a the slider. I mean, that's kind of how, how I pitch. I kind of go really aggressive regardless of, if it's the best hitter in the class or not, I'm gonna go right at you. So of course, I went right at Max Clark. Yeah, and kind of worked for the best. I think I think it was a it was either a check swing or that it was like a a ball that like should have been a strike. No, I can't remember. Um, but of course, I think we me and him battled, and of course I, I got him to kind of get jammed on one.
0: Yeah. So now so now that we're talking about the draft reclass, What exactly went into that um, decision to reclass from 2023 to 2022?
1: It was one of those things. I think it was. I mean, it was crazy. I wouldn't even expect I'd be in the situation at the beginning of the of the summer this year. Um, but it was one of those things. I went throughout all the uh, upper class events, and so of course, I dominated on the field. And then also, I was able to kind of kind of be able to be responsible enough off the field. And then of course, I kind of sat down with my family, and then we kind of talked about it. And because I kind of went through all the events this year as an upper as an underclass and I dominated them very well. Um, it was kind of one of those things. My parents kind of told me I had the option to to age up. And, of course, we had a couple other guys, like Coach Mosley back at Hoover and, then of course, some of the USA coaches from STEAM USA um, kind of like gave us the pros and cons, and they kind of told us, hey, probably might need to age up. Um, so it was kind of one of those things. I kind of sat down as a family, uh, kind of talked about it. And, of course, my mom, The kind of the thing she kind of told me was, if I wanted to age up, I'd have to get a diploma. I want not get a GED out. So it was one of those things I decided – with all everything put together, kind of decided, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to age up. It was a big decision, but an easy decision. So I want to go play at the next level, the any, like the fastest way possible. And I kind of saw that as the, as the best way. So it was one of those things. I mean, going to Alabama a year earlier or getting into the draft a year earlier, is something I was really looking forward to.
0: Yeah. So in terms of class-wise, um, leaving school a year early, are, is your class schedule going to be pretty loaded this year?
1: Uh, it was loaded. Um, it was kind of one of those things when I first started. It was ridiculous the amount of work I was doing, um, because it was one of those things I wanted to finish up the eleventh grade and then trying to get on track uh, for the twelfth grade. Um, so like that first month and a half, I was doing like eight hours of schoolwork. But now it's kind of back to normal. Back to normal. I'm kind of on schedule to graduate as a twelfth 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 grader.
0: Okay, yeah. So with that draft reclass, was there a lot of was there a lot of conversation with teams before you reclassified, or did a lot of that happen after you reclassified to this year's draft?
1: it happened uh, as right after we classified um, it wasn't really anything of course there were rumors that was like oh if you, we heard rumors from a couple teams that was like from like uh, middleman it was like oh if he ages up we'll take him this year kind of things like that but we never really had any direct contact with the team when we yeah. before i had
0: so now that now that you're having that direct contact with some teams what are some of those conversations like with those teams
1: uh really it's, it's the big thing is just if i'm mature enough or not to to handle it and of course, talking talking to a lot of teams, it kind of seems that I am kind of mature enough to to handle it at a, at a pro level. Because um, I mean, it's just one of those things. If you're going to give some money to a 16 year old, you want to make sure he's going to be able to handle himself on the on the field and off the field. Um, so it's kind of one of those things. that kind of just want to get to know me a little bit, kind of understand my personality, and make sure I'm not just the I guess the average 16 year old men, mentality wise. Make sure I'm able to kind of handle myself, handle myself while I'm away from my parents. Yeah.
0: Well, you, you'll be 17 during the draft, right?
1: Yes, I actually just turned 17 a couple days ago.
0: Okay, okay. Um, I know me- earlier you mentioned that you dominated this past summer. Um, so, can you take us through this summer? Because I, I, I was following you a little bit. I saw all these different events you were in, but could you kind of take us through the summer and how you kind of dominated every, everything?
1: Yeah, so I think it started off, it was actually kind of a, a blessing. It was one of those things. My, I first started off with the East Coast Pro tryout. So, this was like the trial to get to East Coast Pro. Um, I actually got invited to that because, of course, we uh, knew Zuli from from Alabama and this was his brother. Um, so he kind of invited us out. He told us, look, like, we'll come have come get his feet wet, you know, kind of enjoy the tryout kind of get to, to know a couple of scouts and stuff like that, but nothing too crazy. He kind of said it was a 22k event, so no 23s would be on it. He said, but he still wanted to come out, come try out, get his feet wet. And it was, he said, excuse me, he kind of said that um, if anyone got hurt, like any 22s got hurt or kind of dropped out, that I'd be the first call. Um, which is actually kind of what happened like a couple days right before the event started. So we got a call and I was in Fort Myers. I had a call that I had to be back up there in about a day or two for the event. And it was one of those things I went there uh, on a limb and I ended up doing really well, dominated very well. And then that kind of spiraled and kind of snowballed into getting invited to area codes. And then of course the, the USA stuff. And then kind of just the big events like that. So it was kind of one of those things that was, I started off on a, on an accidental call to going about, I think, one week of a break throughout the rest of the summer. Um, but it was one of those things that kind of, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it was like one of those things. Uh, I finished up East Coast Pro, and then like literally the, the right the last day of it finishing, I had to fly out to, to carry for USA, and then flew out from Kerry to Nashville to California for area codes, and then California back to Atlanta, and then down to South Florida for uh, more USA.
0: Okay, so now, now that your travel ball career is over, you're going to be either going to college or going to the draft. What are some of your favorite experiences just growing up in the travel ball? What are like when when people talk about travel ball? What's like the first thing that hits your mind?
1: I th- probably definitely I'd have to say the USA, just Team USA. I mean, that was a big, that's a big accomplishment uh, for I guess really anyone. Um, it was one of those things that was amazing to kind of put USA across my chest and play for them. Um, definitely, I have to say that's been my biggest travel ball, I guess, ever accomplishment was being able to play for them. And a couple others is definitely kind of just the, the tournaments growing up and all the road trips. The road trip is what really sticks out to me because um, I was blessed enough to have my dad who was actually self-employed. So it was one of those things he could make up his own hours. Um, so he could put in the work and then be able to kind of have us get off for the weekend and come take me. Um, so it was one of those things I always had my whole family with me on, on the road trips, and they were, they were definitely fun. And we made a lot of memories on the road and in hotel rooms together. So it was one of those things I remember all the all the butt chewings I got after bad games, but it kind of – they stuck with me and I love them now.
0: I know what you mean about the butt chewings, but um do you have any do you have any siblings that would go with you at all or is it just, just your parents?
1: Um well my little sister would actually come with me for some games. Okay. Um of course sister, she's only two years younger than me. Um, but she would you should usually tag along for most of them. But if we are going up to Atlanta, she'd usually just stay home or something like that, We'd save my grandma. Um, but it was usually just it was me, my sister, my mom
0: and dad. Okay. So you say your dad's self employed. What exactly does he do? Uh, he actually
1: makes he makes uh, jerseys, kind of full sub jerseys, and kind of does things in that that area. Um, so he'll he'll do he'll do jerseys for like teams and academies and things like that. So it was one of those things to come and spend the weekend with me. He'd kind of rush up and finish up on all the orders he had that week, and then he'd just take the week off and then come come watch me play some baseball.
0: Yeah. So growing up, did you get the chance to like see like work with him a little bit at all?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I did. It was one of those one of those things. It was that was kind of my first job, I guess. Was pressing shirts for him. Yeah. Um, and I guess like, he would design them and then he would get the prints and stuff like that and then I'd throw the prints on the shirt. Uh, mm-hmm. That was my job, making like 50 cents a fifty cents a shirt. <laughs> it, it racked up, but it was some tough yeah. work.
0: Yeah. So uh, just moving into your actual, just actual baseball career, we've been talking about kind of like what you've done throughout your career, but you're a dominant two-way player right now, but when you do go pro or play at the collegiate level, what do you see yourself doing?
1: Um, at the collegiate level, I definitely see. Of course, Bama's kind of talked into me wanting to be like kind of like a third baseman, uh, closer, kind of Friday night starter. Um, so kind of what I'm doing now in, in high school. Then, um, of course, for pro ball or anything like that, kind of in there, kind of just I really don't know what what the future holds. Um, but it's one of those things I'm gonna continue to be an athlete this year, and then kind of still just enjoy playing the game every day. and – out there swinging it feeling it, throwing it and it's kind of one of those things i'll kind of just let the future future take over and then whatever the future kind of decides is what i'll do yeah um, i want to be an athlete and then whatever happens kind of happens
0: yeah so let's go through your uh, your pitching repertoire a little bit what exactly do you throw what are your velocities what's your favorite pitch to throw all that
1: so i throw fastball slider change up and two seam um but it was one of those things about my, my two favorite pitches to throw are the fastball slider um, of course, those are my, my more dominant pitches. Um, so was one of the things that no one really had to throw the changeup to scene very often. Um, but the fastball is topped out at ninety seven, and the slider is kind of topped out at eighty seven. Um, so it's one of those things are two pretty pretty fast for for the the respective pitches. Um, but of course, my slider has some pretty good movement. I love throwing it a lot. Uh, of course, the fastball probably be my favorite pitch. Um, just to kind of blow one past someone is kind of just a feeling. It's a great feeling. Um, definitely, I am not gonna. Uh, to blow a ninety five plus by someone isn't a great feeling. It definitely is, um, but it's kind of one of those things. That I kind of just like doing the fastball slider, really.
0: Okay, so are there any pitches that you'd like to add in the future? Uh, probably,
1: but I mean, it's one of those things. I kind of want to kind of master all four of my pitches before I kind of move on to the another one. Um, of course, the changeup and two seam are kind of I kind of already there. Um, I'm kind of I'm pretty close to mastering the changeup. Of course, the two seam kind of just it's, it's there it's got the great it's got great movement got great speed it's kind of just one of to things that kind of get used to, just got to, get used to it yeah. um but the change there I'm kind of really excited to throw it this high school season um but I think definitely kind of master those four and then maybe maybe add on another one if, if, if necessary
0: yeah so when did you add in that change up in that two seam
1: um I kind of always had the two pitches um but it's kind of one of those things they're kind of just, they're just bullpen pitches really um kind of over the summer and, and throughout my kind of career I guess I've Really had good domination with with the two fastball sliders. So it was one of those things I've always had the pitches, um, but I just never really need to use them. So it's kind of one of those things I kind of just went out there and dominated with two pitches, and it was like well, I don't really need to throw a changeup, but I kind of need it just just for just to make sure I'll have it, always have it.
0: Yeah, especially in pro ball and college ball. Like in high school, now you could probably just throw ninety seven p- it by everybody. But
1: you- oh yeah, one of those things. Those two those two pitches are gonna are gonna play a lot in the future.
0: Yeah. So how would you describe yourself as a hitter?
1: Uh, I'd have to say probably just kind of crafty, um, kind of easy can make adjustments pretty easy. Of course, I got, I got some pretty good power for my size. I'm not going to say it's crazy power, but I mean, for, for what I, what I am, it's, it's pretty good. Um, got some pretty good power. Uh, I can put it all over the field. I actually got a lot, I got better backside power than I do side. Um, so it's one of those things I'll, I'll just pepper them over the right center fence. Um, of course I'll pull, I'll pull one every once in a while like a, 400 feet, um, but definitely, of course, I'm trying to hit trying to hit line drives, hit doubles. Of course, that's one of those things. Home runs are just miss hits, miss hit, miss hit doubles for me. Um, so it's kind of really not my game plan when I go up to the the play. I'm kind of trying to thinking about hitting line drives, kind of over shortstop, sitting in baseman's head, and you kind of let the gaps play. Um, <clears throat> but definitely, kind of just I like to like to be a little aggressive. It's one of those things. I'm not the best in two strike count, two strike count. So it's one of those things. I'm I see a pitch early early on in the count, I'm jump on it definitely.
0: Yeah. So what's kind of your thought process as you're you're on the end de- on deck circle or even when you're watching the pitcher warm up? Like what's kind of like going through your mind and what's just your thought process? So it's usually what I'm going through
1: my mind right now. I'm kind of thinking like what the what the situation is if I get up. Uh, of course, like what inning is it? For how many hours, Who's on base? Kind of things like that. What's my job if I got, if I get to the plate? And then of course, whatever my job may be, that's what I'm thinking about. I gotta I gotta do. Uh, of course, I'm I like at the plate. I'm a big team guy. Uh, so it's one of those things. If I gotta take a team at bat, I will. You know, lay down a bunt, hit a ground ball, kind of things like that. Get a sack fly, score a runner, kind of things like that. Um, but it's kind of one of those things. That if it's not, it's my kind of. I might be a, just need a base runner, got to get on. Um, it's kind of one of those things. I'm gonna go up. and I'm gonna try to get on. Um, of course, if there's some pitches in my wheelhouse. I'm gonna try to drive and get get a double, get a home run, things like that. But if it gets down to two strikes, I'm um, kind of just trying to put a ball in play. So it's one of those things you can't get on base if you're if you're not swinging. So it's kind of one of those things that I go into protect mode and you just try to put something in play. You know, kind of things like that.
0: Yeah. So, what are some of the biggest things you want to focus on? You got one more season left before you move on to the next level. What are some of the biggest things you want to focus on, pitching wise and hitting wise?
1: Definitely, I just want to get stronger, bigger, um, kind of just kind of age up a little bit. I mean, it's kind of one of those things. I just kind of want to dominate still, pitching and hitting wise. Um, of course, I want to have fun with it, and of course, I want to go and try to win a state state championship for my senior year, my last year. It'd be pretty awesome. But definitely, I think of a focus on pitching wise and hitting wise. I'm um, just really trying to get better at them each day. I'm just taking it day by day, really. Um just trying, just trying to get better by each day.
0: Yeah. So when do you guys when do you guys start playing? Because it has to be pretty soon, right? Like start practicing. Uh, well, I think tryouts
1: are January the 17th, and then our first games are February the 24th.
0: Okay. Yeah. You guys are way ahead of way ahead of Indiana. We don't start playing until like the first week of April. Well, back when I was in high school, but
1: that's about when high school us.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, let's dig in a little bit to your recruiting process going to Bama. Um, when did you start getting noticed by some D1 teams?
1: Uh, it was kind of one of those things that actually – it was a snowball effect. It was like one talked to me and they kind of poured in. It was actually the summer going into my freshman year. So, it was kind of the, the eighth grade, ninth grade summer right in between. It was kind of one of those things that kind of – one D1 team talked to me and it was kind of one of those things that kind of just flooded in, really.
0: Yeah. Were there any – like, were there any small schools talking to you before those D1 schools started contacting you or – Really not at all.
1: Uh, yeah, there were actually it was a couple of local teams, kind of just like the there was actually a D two team that was pretty close, and then that we'd actually known the head coach for a while now, and then of course a couple a couple yeah. of the the junior colleges around around town, I kind of reached out or had early, and they kind of just said, hey, look, he's got bigger things planned for him, but if something happens, injury or anything like that, there we'll we'll take him, no doubt.
0: Kind yeah. of just saying. Yeah, so after you had those initial conversations with some of those teams, like how long, how long was it until you received your first offer?
1: Um, well, my first offer, uh, it probably would have been about a month, two months after that, uh, that prior. Uh, of course, some of those things, whenever those little, small little schools had offered, of course, I had been talking to, to a handful of teams, like D1 teams, and it's kind of one of the things that they about offer. Gosh, if I remember what the event was called, but I forgot what it was called. But it was, like, right after that event, I did really well on it. It was kind of just the, the offers kind of sort of pouring in.
0: Yeah. It was Alabama, one of those offers? Or I, I kind of read something that Alabama was, like, they offered you a little bit later on. Is that is, is that pretty spot on? Yeah.
1: Yeah, Alabama was actually probably the, the last ones to offer. Um, It was weird. I had a crazy. I think it was probably, like, about a handful, about four or five SEC teams that kind of offered, and then a couple a couple ACC that kind of had had offer as well. And it was kind of one of those things, Alabama was kind of late, like late last offer because I was kind of waiting on them because um, it was funny. They were the first ones to talk to me and then the last ones to offer. Yeah. That's gonna kind of you know, tell people.
0: Yeah. So before receiving that Bama offer, were there any schools that you were kind of leaning towards or was it um- –
1: I think definitely my big one that I was in was, uh, was Ole Miss, probably. Um, but it kind of just wasn't home, really. I kind of really just wanted to wait on that band. It was one of those things that was like as – I've been in Tuscaloosa all my life, grew up in it, and that was kind of one of those things. I love Coach Bo. Um Great coach, great person in general. It was one of those things I really really wouldn't want to play for anyone else. So, when, whenever, whenever he offered, I definitely took it.
0: Yeah. So, when, when exactly did you receive that offer?
1: Um, I can't remember. It was actually on the way home. From a tournament, I remember speaking of road trips. We were actually stopped at a gas station at, like, 11 o'clock at night. It was one of those things I committed in a gas station parking lot. <laughs> uh, well, nowhere, Bama, I remember it, because we were, like, on the way home. We had stopped to get gas, and then we knew Coach Bill, He was like, I'm about to call in, like, 30 minutes. So, we had pulled over, stopped, got in the parking lot. Of course, they had offered right there and there. So, I took it right in the gas station parking lot in the middle of the night.
0: And you, you committed right then and there. Like, you knew that was – was what you wanted
1: yeah yeah no thought process behind it whenever i got the offer it was kind of, one of those things it was it was what we wanted it was enough definitely and it was one of those things it was enough i love coach bow and everything like that i mean it was, a, it was a no-brainer definitely
0: so how far exactly do you live from the campus
1: um right now I live about 40 minutes away
0: okay so do you try and make it to some basketball football games throughout the year
1: oh yeah i do definitely i went to uh, i think of uh, five football games this year definitely didn't really. Of course, it was one of those things. Once I kind of aged up, I was able to get the the free tickets from just being a a student or not a student, but a, a student athlete kind of recruit there. Um, so I was able to get the free recruit tickets. Yeah. Um, when I when I was the age finally, um, so it was one of those things I took I took advantage. So if I was here on town, I was if I was here in town on the weekend, and I was free. I went.
0: Yeah. Is that just for football, or do you watch some Bama basketball too?
1: Oh, I watch around basketball as well. I'm actually going to go to a couple a couple games coming up soon. I know we play like Baylor and then Kentucky. Valley back to back, so those are one of the yeah. things i have definitely.
0: Yeah. So growing up, who were some of your favorite players watching at Alabama?
1: Uh, let's see. I remember Mari Cooper and Julio Jones. Um, and then uh, let's see, uh, AJ, AJ McCarron, the quarterback. I mean, that was like my first quarterback. I we remember watching him in, in Bama. Um, of course you can't forget about Derrick Henry and Mark Ingram. Uh, gosh, has been so many um see Fitzpatrick was one and the I had throw a defense player in there and of course you got Diggs from uh, a couple of years ago um gosh it's been a lot it's been a lot of players have come through Bama cool. in the last couple of years yeah. oh yeah that, they heard a name off all the draft picks and all the good oh, yeah. players
0: that'd be crazy I mean they, they send five in the first round every year it seems like
1: oh uh, yeah it's <laughs> kind of cool to kind of just watch it growing up and then kind of still continue to to kind of watch it and then it's so cool that those was kind of the funniest things I remember. Is like the first game I watched after I've been committed. It was kind of just a, it was a different feeling. Um, uh, like some of those things like watching a, watching a watching, a, watching go out and dominate. It's like wow, I'm committed to go play yep. there. It's just, yeah. Of course, That's it's not good. football. Yeah. Concept.
0: Do you, Do you play football at all? Like in high school?
1: I do not. I'm a I'm a white scrawny kid. Yeah. I mean, it was one of, those I, of course, I'll, I'll go and play. I'll, I'll go play like that backyard football and things like that, but I was never good enough to go out and play real football.
0: Low basketball. You're a pretty tall guy. Oof, no, nah, it's
1: worse than football. No. I got no handles. You
0: got a no you got shot at all?
1: I got a what? You got a shot? Oh, shot? And yeah. 50,
0: 50. Yeah. So do you follow any of those guys into the pro from Batman? Do you follow any of those guys in the pros at all?
1: Uh, I do a little bit, yeah. Of course, I'll keep up with them and things like that. But i see – See like a, I guess a, an ESPN or not ESPN but ESPN NFL kind of things like that. If I, if I see it, I'll look for like a Alabama player that kind of kind of got some.
0: Yeah. Uh. So uh, moving on to some of your off the field stuff. So let's say you played um 20 years from now your career is over. Is there anything that you'd like to do off the field? Um. um baseball's over.
1: Coaching is already kind of interested me. Um, of course, I, I over the summer I kind of picked up doing like lessons for little kids. Um, it was kind of really fun. Of course, I had a couple, a couple like just one on one lessons, and of course, I, I coached a little bit for a for a couple All Star teams, kind of just local. Um, so it was one of those things that really interested me. I had a great time with it. I love I loved, uh working out with the with the kids. Um, of course, I wanted to make sure I always brought energy to the practices, and of course, I always did. And the kids definitely loved it. It was like one of those things that I enjoyed doing it. Um, so it's one of those things. I think if my career ever ended, probably I think I'd, I'd probably look into doing something like that.
0: Okay. So uh, once you do finally graduate, make it to Bama, um, are you uh, excited for some of those NIL opportunities or have you not really looked into that much at all?
1: Uh, I'd have to say, of course, they're there, um, but I haven't really looked into them too well. Uh, It's kind of one of those things. Once I get there, it would probably be a problem I'd worry about when I get there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Of course, Coach Bo Bo has has talked about it, and he's like, oh, yeah, we'll get you you set up quick. Um, But it's kind of one of those things I haven't really thought about it too much.
0: Yeah. So moving on to the draft this year, um, obviously there's a high possibility you get drafted, probably I would say 100%, um, either first or second round. What are going to be some of those determining factors between going signing with that team or going to campus at Alabama?
1: Um, of course, it's like you never really want to say it's a factor, but it kind of always is, is money. Definitely, of course, it's like one of those things you got to be able to live a little bit, like whenever you're make sure you can buy some food uh, after practice, things like that. Um, but it's kind of one of those things, probably I guess definitely just kind of money is kind of one of the big factors and the kind of just where I'm at in my life uh, kind of once that gets there. Um, kind of like what are the pros and cons, of course, kind of you don't really know what 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 I'll, what I'll have in the future, of course. I mean, but in a half, half a year from now, of course, you never really know what's going to happen. Um, of course, it's kind of one of those things. It's like, is it going to outweigh an education and a great time at, at Alabama?
0: Yeah. So before that reclassification, when did you kind of notice that playing pro ball or playing at the collegiate level, like when did you notice that that was going to be? a pretty, pretty high likability?
1: Um, of course, I'd always known I was going to be able to kind of play pro ball or, or play college ball kind of growing up, kind of once uh, I'd kind of gotten front my freshman year. Um, but it was kind of one of those things I really wasn't expecting to be able to do it this year up until like the very end of the summer. Um, it was kind of one of those things, the, the thought or the idea of kind of aging up kind of really blindsided me. And it was kind of one of those things once that idea and kind of thought had got in my head, it was one of those things I wouldn't leave. Um, so until I kind of, Kind of face the decision head on.
0: Yeah. So when did you first start seeing your names kind of mentioned among the MLB draft, like in mock drafts, anything like that? When did you start seeing that?
1: Oh, it was funny. One actually came out like literally like the week after I'd aged up, and it was one of those things. Of course, I was in it. Um, I think I was like, of course, I was like fifty or two hundred or something like that. But I mean, I was in it, and you know, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, of course, I've been. Gosh, it's been. I've been everywhere, up and down on, on the draft. Draft. The mock drafts, of course, I really don't try to look at it too much. Of course, I kind of just look at it and say it's cool to see my name in it. But, of yeah. course, I'm not going in depth with them.
0: So what kind of goes through your head when you see your name in those articles or you're just, you're just uh, seeing stuff on Twitter? What kind of goes through your head?
1: Of course, I mean, I'm kind of like, I guess, I'm like, wow, I can't believe that's actually like my name. It's kind of just like, wow, they're talking about me. Um, so it's one of those things that kind of like just, uh, I guess, uh, like I guess a pride thing really. Um, just to kind of see your name. It's kind of really cool. I like, put in all the work, that I've, work I've put in, and of course the position I am, I'm in now. It kind of makes you reflect a little bit, and kind of like I'm doing something right. Um, but it's definitely really cool to look at, and of course it's just like I got more work to put in. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean it's like one of those things. Even even though it's a mock draft to look at it, like I'm not number one on the, on the draft board, so it's like one of those things. Like I, I got I got a let's. I mean, if I'm of course I think a, a MLB like had me at 36, so it's like one of those things. I got 35 35 guys to beat. Um. Uh, <laughs> Like, once I get in the pro Bowl, I got a lot of guys to beat. So um, – always get better.
0: Yeah. So, so being 17 years old, do you think that affects your draft um, status at all? Just in terms of where uh, you're going?
1: Yeah, I think it does, definitely. Of course, I, I think it helps out a little bit, and I'm so young. And, of course, I'm so young, and I'm, I'm at the, the, the ability I am already. So, it's kind of one of those things. Uh, teams kind of look at it like, okay, he's, he's this young, and he's this mature, and he's got this already underneath him. He's got a lot of growth left. Because, um, I mean, the, the draft is a lot about projectability. Um, of course, teams aren't looking at a guy to draft and then play play or pitch for him or play for him in the next week. They kind of like look at him to see how well they're going to project out and, of course, how, how soon they're going to project out. So, it's like one of those things, if I'm already at where I am now, it's so young, it's kind of one of those things. They kind of project to see where I, I could be, where I could be, like, where I am in, in, in like, three years. It's kind of the, the, the name of the game. So, it's kind of one of those things. Um, Luckily, I'm a little bit more projectable, kind of the younger I am. So, it's kind of want to say that kind of works out in my favor a little bit.
0: Yeah. So, as we're talking about the draft, I kind of want to move on to your draft advisor. Obviously, like I said before we started recording, I want to be an MLB agent at some point. So, I kind of like get to know, like, the player side of things, what the player's like. So, uh, when did exactly did advisors kind of start reaching out to you?
1: Um, it was actually funny. Uh, Trevor was actually one of the first ones to reach out. It was one of those things. Um, we weren't expecting much of it, just because I ha- it was when we actually reached out about my right around the time I had committed. Um, so it was one of those things we he kind of reached out and it was one of those things that we kind of like looked at it and we were like, this is this gonna be like real? It's kind of just we thought it was gonna be someone that kind of just like iffy, not very much, kind of not just kind of someone that kind of wanted to kind of give a, get our money really. Um, so it was one of those things we weren't expecting much when we went into it. And of course, when we after we got into it, we realized that it was a big name. And at the time, I think he was with Sosnick. So, of course, that was a little bit bigger bigger organization uh, then than where he is now, um, just for legal legal cases. It was kind of weird. Um, so, what had happened, I'll, I'll dive into it a little bit. So, what had happened, Sosnick had a, had a domestic uh, violence case. And it was one of those things, um, whenever that happened, Sosnick actually had a breakup. And then Tripper and then a couple other guys from Sosnick had went and formed Apex. So, of course, Apex is a is a relatively new kind of I guess yeah. it's a brand, but kind of just, just of course the guys in it have, have been experienced. So it was one of those things we still went right through. We'd been with Tripper for like a month when this happened. It was one of those things that we're debating on if to stay with him or not. Um of course thankfully we did. And of course everything's things have been great since. Um but it was one of those things when we went with Tripper, um I think it's just the it's he's of course he's got he's got a lot of other players and of course and things like that a lot a lot a lot bigger than me now and of course it was one of those things he kind of really made us feel feel family like right at the beginning it was one of those things of course now nowadays been him for like I think two and a half years and it's one of those things I mean he kind of just feels like family now of course so I'll pick up the phone I can text him anytime and he'll text me like right back um so it's kind of one of those things just being able to feel like it isn't a business uh kind of is kind of like one of the big things for me um it really doesn't feel like he's working for me It really feels like he's just a, a friend um definitely I really like it about him kind of really kind of down to earth feel um it doesn't really feel like he's a I'm a client to him um so it's kind of one of those things that he just feels feels like a friend feels like he can always help out and of course he's helped out a lot kind of over the years
0: yeah so uh, when you're going through that process how many advisors kind of reached out to you
1: um it was kind of funny because they kind of reached out um kind of just throughout the years it wasn't like a downpour like it was for my college It was kind of just a steady steady increase throughout the years and of course someone would find me in person at tournaments and some others would send a text um but it's kind of ever since uh ever since I've kind of been on the spot I've kind of just had, I've had a, a constant kind of wave of, of, of agents kind of come through and ask but of course we have always, always, kind of just said we've already been with Tripper, with Tripper, just because I mean we kind of went with him kind of early on.
0: Yeah. So what exactly was it that? What, what, what's your advisor's name? Uh, Trooper. Trooper.
1: Yeah, Tripper Johnson.
0: Okay, so what exactly made him stand out among some of the other people?
1: Um, definitely just like like what I said earlier, just kind of the, the down to earth guy. Um, really doesn't feel like an ambulance chaser. Um, definitely kind of just. He kind of takes the, like the, I guess the business side out of it. And of course it really feels kind of home, uh, kind of just really feels, he kind of really feels a lot like family, um, definitely. Kind of just a guy I could really talk to. Um, so it's kind of one of those things. Just kind of all that combined, definitely definitely felt like he had the best interest in me or for me and him. And it was kind of one of those things he, he definitely does. Um, so definitely just all those things combined, it was an, it was an easy pick for him to, yeah. to be my.
0: Yeah. So is he, is he located kind of close to you?
1: Uh, no, he's actually, he's in South Florida. Um, but it's one of those things we usually see him. We usually see him in person about three times a a summer, summer, or spring.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, Walter, I think that's all the questions I got for you. I really appreciate you coming on the show. A big first weekend here. Got you, Max Clark. I got TJ committed to IU. So I'm just pumped to have all you guys on the show. Um, just, I'm going to be following your career from now on. So I wish you the best of luck.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it coming again, here and talk baseball a little bit, talking a little bit about myself. I definitely enjoyed it. Thanks for having me.
0: And there we go. Another great episode in the books. That is the end of episode number two. I just want to thank Walter Ford for coming on the show today. Super pumped to have him on. Um, just, it's going to be a great weekend. We've got one more interview tomorrow with TJ Schuyler. It's been a great weekend so far with Max Clark and Walter coming on the show. Um, Walter, he's just a great two-way player. He's going to be making some noise here at the next level, whether as that is a college ball or pro ball. I'm excited to see what happens here these next few months, how his season goes, and how the MLB draft goes this season for him. Um Just a reminder that this episode is sponsored by Kayak Karen. Make sure to tune in tomorrow for the final episode of opening weekend with TJ Schuyler, IU baseball commit for the class of 2023 and top Illinois baseball high school prospect. But with that being said, I'll catch you guys tomorrow.